Termicard, sharks. <clears throat> Excuse me. What I meant to say is that it's Shark Week. We are very excited about it. And so we decided to turn our wild endeavors to a shark-themed one-shot. To help us with this undertaking, we decided to bring in a few special guests. So I believe introductions are in order. I'm Thomas Marsetti. I'm playing Sweet Dream, a tabaxi rogue fighter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Wild Endeavors. My name's Zach, and I'm playing a barbarian, and his race is the new one, the McHybrid. Uh, his name's Ripster. What, what I- is he? You'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Never heard of this. <laughs> uh, my name is Evan Chamberlain. I play Rowan Burns, the uh, half-elf draconic blood sorcerer. Uh, you can find me at Mr. Underscore Bishop 010 on Twitter, and uh, also on the Wild Endeavor podcast every Wednesday. Woo woo. Uh, Katie? I am playing Floor Ida, <laughs> 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 aka Florida. I am a lady human fighter. Katie Azar Taurus is my Twitter handle. Uh, but I'm also a journalist, so there's not a whole bunch of D&D stuff on there. But if you want to follow my stories, you are welcome to. <laughs> awesome. Devin? Uh, I am playing Calpurnia Fitzroy. I am a human druid. You can find me on Twitter at MrMundane117. And I am Amy, your DM for the night. And I like oh, doing hi. weird one-shots. So <laughs> let's go. <laughs> welcome to Sharknado. Um, I would like to ask one question. No. Can we say Sharknado as for like legal reasons? Ooh, that's Ooh. a good point. Um, um, why is that Sharknado? Even though it's not technically, it's not technically a uh, shark twister. All publicity. Also, it's like oh. sci-fi, so. Yeah. <laughs> Mindset in the fantasy world and not the real world, so like. Yeah, Whatever. it's spelled with an E on the end, like an like old shoppy, like ye oh. old Sharknado. Ye old Sharknado. <laughs> That's two A. Sharknado. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Colmere. <laughs> Or the City of Water is a port city of wealth and luxury. The city doesn't have nearly the port space or the overland transportation options of Athelion to the south. However, it is the first large, reputable port city travelers from the north will reach. As such, it is home to many wealthy merchants, the headquarters of many trade enterprises, and has many lodgings for the more discernible travelers. This type of constant visitor also draws plenty of less law-abiding types. Only the not inconsiderable strength of the city and coastal guard, elvish privateers, and private security forces keep the city from turning into an outlaw haven like right at. The city itself is built on the edge of a bay. Dozens of rivers, some hundreds of feet across, run from the Ebon Cross Mountains in the west out to sea through Qualmere. Additional canals have been carved from these rivers, granting water access to virtually every building in the city. More than half of the buildings of the city are built to float on the waterways or on the water of the bay itself. The expertise of elven woodworking in these buildings, whether they are walkways or three to four story structures, are as stable as most human buildings on land. Whispers fill the streets and canals of Qualmar. The town has lost more than 150 sailors in the past few months. Crews are refusing to leave the port, fearing what has become of many others who have left for the Bay of Ashal and never returned. The first ship that disappeared set sail for the bay more than a year ago. 
Many just blamed pirates or monsoons. But seven merchant fleets sailing south have also disappeared, including two warships. Merchants have lost nearly 100,000 in gold because of these incidents. Few goods were coming into the city with trade only coming by land. Athelion sent councils out to search for, for information about what happened to the missing ships. Only one elf returned, claiming the others were all swallowed by a tower of water near their beach a few miles southwest of Qualmere. Still rumors spread around the city. Some say they saw the flag of the dreaded pirates of the Kraken Mare out on the horizon. Others claimed a true Kraken had made its way to the shore seeking revenge. And still more say there's some other dark force out there that has yet to be truly discovered. Y'all are a part of a privateer crew. Basically, since none of the elves are willing to go out, they're hiring outsiders to kind of patrol the seas. Each ship that's hired has an elven council liaison, and y'all's is named Merlin Giuseppe. He's technically a wizard, uh, but he's not super trained. His mentor promised him if he did this for the Elven Council, then he'd, like, move up in the ranks. So basically his job is just to hang out and report back. And he is a six-foot elf with piercing green eyes. He's super skinny, almost frail. And he's got platinum blonde hair that he keeps in a very neat bun at the back of his head. He spent most of his life on boats and, like, around the coast or whatever. But y'all can tell that even hit, he's got some sort of, like, extreme unease about him just being out on the water because of the situation. Y'all are paid, not including him, he's paid separately, a collective 45 gold a day. You're also allowed two nights off, and they provide you room and board in a open tab at the inn's pub, and it's the Fisher Inn. <laughs> and right now, y'all are out on the water, finishing like the last few hours of, of your work week before you head in. It's been a mostly of uneventful five days. Okay. Uh, so again, my name is Rowan Burns. I'm a very well-known published author in Aria. Um, I've written many adventures, uh, written about my many adventures and the monsters I've seen in Slade, of course. Um, I'm very well known, and I've joined this endeavor so I can publish another book about my endeavors in the seas and how the elves needed my help specifically. Uh, and that is the only reason I'm here. My character is very much kind of a pompous ass. <laughs> um, he dresses in nicer, cleaner clothes than everybody else. When he. Uh, rolls his sleeves up, which um, he does often to kind of show off. You see that he's got red scales, uh, like almost like lizard-like scales, all up and down his arms, up to his elbow, down to his wrists. And it's going up in his neck as well, up to about his jawline. Um, he's got fiery red hair and like a pointed red beard goatee. Um, and his eyes are kind of like uh, an amber color. And the iris is up and down instead of round. Uh, so, kind of like a cat, but go away. Have we probably been around for around each other for a while yet? Um, I yeah, I'd imagine because you sail on a crew together, um, at least a few years, uh, okay. if not longer. All right, then I'll go. So again, his name's Ripster. He was a Goliath that was unbeknownst to him, experimented on, and uh, he is actually now half Goliath, half shark, <laughs> and <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so the way to picture him would be a six foot six towering mass of muscle, but he has a fin on his back from the back all the way up to his going all the way over to his uh, nose would be dark blue and skin tone. The front going all the way up around his lips 
of his body would be grayish in color, gray white. His nose and mouth kind of like protrude a bit into more of like a snout. Not like fully extended, but it's more pointy than it. And if he ever smiles, it's very toothy, very sharp. Uh, whenever he's in the city, though, he'll keep he keeps a like a gray cloak on, and uh, he kind of hunches himself down so that people don't really see. Yep. I am probably on the like the very front of the ship, just like enjoying all of the everything that the ocean has to offer, because uh, I've never been to the ocean. Um, Papernia, she's probably, I don't know how long she's been on the boat, but she's probably the newest member. And, uh, she's, uh, probably 18 years old. And this is, like, her first kind of, like, her parents let her go and wanted her to see the world. And, uh, she's just taking all the nature and she's loving her right now. Where she, uh, is just a normal looking human, but... The only difference is that she has very, like, her irises are red. Not okay. like a creepy, evil way, but like, <laughs> just very different looking. Just in Ow. the totally normal, everyday totally normal. red eyes. Red eyes. <laughs> Iris is red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally <laughs> gotcha. everything gotcha. cool here. Don't worry about it. Okay. So my name is Florida, and... Uh, <laughs> I have lived in the same place for my entire life. I am a uh, white human being, and I have uh, blonde hair from a bottle. And it's also I also have blue eyes, and I have an ad- addiction to an unknown substance or mess. I don't know if we're going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> But that's my thing, and I carry around a lucky alligator tooth. Uh, so in the most luxurious corner of the crew cabin uh, is where you'll find Sweet Dream. I'm um, spread out on, across a number of hammocks that are piled high with pillows that I have bartered the other crew members for. Um, that's where I'll be most of the time because I've also bartered away my shifts like working the ship so that I'm basically talking other people into doing the work for me so mm-hmm. I can just kind of relax and smoke my hookah below deck. My name is Sweet Dream uh, the Tranquil Fang Pride uh, but you can call me Sweet D. I'm a cat of not <laughs> inconsiderable girth. Certainly... My luscious calico-colored fur adds some fluff to my frame, uh, but modern doctors would almost certainly call me obese. I pride myself on being a thief, uh, <laughs> but my noble upbringing uh, demands that I'd ha- never be okay with pedestrian things like picking pockets or picking locks or sneaking around or, you know, things like that. So I fancy myself a a confidence master. In particular, I have a long con in which I go out of my way to seem lazy and disinterested. So when I need to, I can spring into action, make my move, and no one will suspect me. No one will suspect the fat, lazy cat of having pulled off this, you know, amazing bit of thievery. But perhaps the even longer con is that I might actually just be really, really lazy. Um, (laughs) I... I'm very clearly dressed like a noble, um, usually would be in the Arthamore-style Kurta-type outfit, but I'm not wearing those right now as a sign of mourning. 
um, and I'm wearing uh, like blousey red silk trousers and simple but classy as fuck thong sandals that wrap up my shins. And I'm wearing a red silk vest that goes down almost to my knees. Uh, it has golden thread embroidered around the border, and it's open all the way down. Based on how like many humans in the real world tend to assume that all cats are female, or at least you know use the she/her pronouns when they see a cat, I assume that uh, Sweet gets that a lot from people, um, and they, I just don't correct them. But I also don't balk if someone uses he, him, or they, them pronouns. I mention this because the vest might be somewhat scandalous, but it's not <laughs> obvious, again, what gender I am. Um, and to be clear, and to, sorry to all the uh, any sexually repressed nerds out there, but like I'm a fucking cat person. I don't have human boobs, even if I was, you know. That's just not how, that's not how cats work, so. <laughs> um, but have you seen a fat cat? Because they sometimes have boobs. <laughs> oh, I've, I've definitely got two rows of teats, and uh, anyone who gets close enough to try to find out if they are lactation equipped uh, is going to have a whole world of other problems, but. I, I, I can't even right now. Tom. I mean, I think, I think we're just done with that now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, guess I have Same. to. Um, the last thing yeah. is around my yeah. neck is a, a pile of gold chains and amulets that would uh, make Mr. T jealous. Oh, man. That is, that is something. <laughs> right now, y'all are out on the water. Now it's just been like hanging out, watching dolphins in the water, all that kind of fun stuff. You haven't noticed anything. They set up a boundary of like where they've already lost some like scouting ships. Um, so you're technically safe or in a safer area. You're just patrolling the city to make sure whatever is coming from the south doesn't go further north is what they're using you for. And if to notice if anything happens, obviously. So that kind of stuff. Seems pretty straightforward. <laughs> okay. All right. The last few hours of your week, the sun's setting, you're heading back north. Uh, the ships are obviously magical, not normal, what we would think of as sailing ships. The sails are made to move on their own in whichever direction you choose. So it's kind of motorized, but with magic sails. Since it's been an uneventful week, you're just kind of relaxing on your way back. It's a beautiful day. There's a few clouds in the sky. There's the sun, there's sun shining as it's going down. The dolphins are playing in the wake of the ship as you're heading north. But then the animals disappear. Mm. And then a few moments later, the sea's current shifts south instead of west, which it had been going before. I. And then as it begins to shift south, you see hundreds of rip currents start to form around your boat. It's pulling all of the water around you south. You're no longer heading north. You're just kind of stuck in a spot. You're not like being pulled yet, but all of the water around you is, as well as like any sort of like fish or wildlife you see. And the currents keep getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Guys, and then I don't the, think you... this is normal. <laughs> yeah, that's disconcerting. And then it stops. Everybody roll perception real quick. An 18. Three. I think everything looks fine. <laughs> I got a 23. Ripster got a 23 as well. 27 good? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose. 
So, Rowan, uh, you're probably down, like, inside the ship, just, like, tinkering with, I don't know what. I'm writing um, my next book, actually. Um, there I don't you know go. Artist, but I'm a very published author. And the rest of you see, like, out in the distance, you see the sea kind of rise up a little bit in a sort of, like, spire, and it gets bigger and bigger. And it tries to reach the sky, but doesn't quite, and then it just kind of, like, collapses down, and you see, like... A huge, almost tidal wave coming towards you, and it when it reaches you, it just gives you like an extra wave push, and then everything just sort of calms down and evens out again. And the current returns to its normal speed, and animals return to like swimming and playing in the water, and birds come back to flying around, and getting back to the port of Qualmar is again fairly uneventful. Is that the, that's the first time that's happened to us? That's the first time that y'all have seen it, yes. Have we heard of other people seeing something like that? The one scout that went to Athelion, or was from Athelion, they also noticed something similar, but weren't exactly sure what it was either, that makes sense. It's probably nothing to worry about. (laughs) I'm going to go back below that. Seems pretty unnatural, but it's just me. (laughs) I just enjoy being here, guys. It's fun. We get paid either way, so... If you like, guys, I could uh, take a dip underwater and see. You scare me. You can do what you want. <laughs> Did something happen? Uh, did I miss something? No. Well, never mind, then. I guess I'll go back to my book. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Ripster's probably going to go up to the side of the boat. Okay. Just kind of, like, like, just jump off with, a, like, a rope tide mm-hmm. and just take a dip. See what you can see under the water, maybe? Perception for that, yeah. That would be a seven. Because of the wave that just came through, all you see around you is just a bunch of bubbles and a few fish just hanging out. Can't really see too far out, so as far as you can tell, nothing okay. out of the ordinary. Um, he'll he'll climb back up. You'll head back to the dock. Can you dock? You prep your ship for exiting. Uh, Merlin scurries off the boat quickly and is like. I think I need to. I need to report what happened. Uh, I will see y'all in two days. I. I think. I think. Maybe. And he scurries off before y'all can say anything to him. And then y'all do the normal, like like I said, prep and make your way to the tavern that they've set aside for you, or the inn that they've set aside for you. It's like a few blocks because the part y'all are in is sort of on the edge of the bay of Qualmar, and it's the spot you're in is sort of an isolated island i mean by canals it's isolated by canals and it's meant for travelers like y'all so for your first night off what would y'all like to do <laughs> my character he doesn't get that up people just doesn't like him or are scared of him so like when he gets into his cloak and things he'll just go just and just gets all friendly and he's like oh so hey guys what are we oh, doing God. today <laughs> oh we're going out yeah you scared the shit out of me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to go have a drink. Would you like to accompany me? Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I'll take Flo by the arm and we'll go off. I assume that we're drinking buddies. Yeah, we're definitely drinking (laughs) buddies. 
and I mean, other... I'm, I'm drinking buddies with anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and any accurate. other substance buddies that happens to come uh, up. That's... On our on our way to the tavern, because I imagine we're all now traveling together. I am just the loudest and talk about how I've been here before and know the owners and how they know me. I saved his life one time. I have no idea who any of these people are, though, just so you know. And uh, when we walk in, then I start proceeding to talk about how a book I wrote takes place here. Oh, you live such an interesting life. Oh, you know, just the most interesting, of course. <laughs> you know, I was once a teacher. I plan to go back into teaching eventually. I'm going to be teaching more about mythical creatures and things. If you don't mind, I'd like to write a book about you as well. You are very scary and interesting. There, there's not much to tell. I... You know, I was walking around, you know, killing things, and uh, all of a sudden, I lost my memory. I woke up, so I now eat everything. How did you know you were killing things before if you lost your memory, though? It it just seems like something I would. I just it's, take pleasure in it. I figured I would have took pleasure in it before. So you take pleasure in killing people? Pigs. Pigs? Things. Oh, things. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Uh, this conversation is so long. Why aren't we drunk yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, my parents said I can't drink yet. I'm too young. <laughs> I've absolutely walked away from all of this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sweetie D, where you going? <laughs> you gonna come out hang out with the other guys? Just walking away. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were drinking in substance, buddies. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're you're clearly invited. <laughs> Excellent. This is this is not the first time that Sweet D has just walked away from everybody else. Got it. I'll probably find some water and then just you know head back to the deck, see the night sky or wherever we're at. I'm gonna get loaded. There you go. You or your character, probably both right now. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna make a big show of drinking, like you know, gr- taking a jug of wine and like throwing it back, uh, but just really not actually drinking all that much. Again, I think I'm pulling a con on everybody. Yeah, I'm just gonna drink like a bunch. Saturdays. <laughs> don't know what that is, but I will have one. Excellent. It's like some lemonade and. Cheap shitty beer. Come in like like shot glasses, or they come in like full mugs. Full mugs. I turn around like because I think nobody will see me. I just turn around and like drop my mask a little bit. As I drink the beer, I just start eating the mug too. (laughs) 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 All right. So (laughs) while y'all are enjoying your time at the tavern, you see a couple other of the crews that are also running patrol routes in the bay. Some of them have also just returned, and some of them are getting ready to be there last night before they go out to patrols. And a couple of the others that have just returned also saw the weird event in the ocean and are sort of whispering about what it could be. I think that if I overhear that at some point, I might uh, like kind of saunter by one of those groups and kind of like rub up near one of the people and be like, you know, my friend Rowan actually invented those things. You should ask him about it. And then just keep going. <laughs> uh, a group of human ranger types were all sitting in like a back corner whispering and you overheard it with your great cat ears. Mm-hmm. Once you say Rowan, they start 
talking even more loudly about Rowan and who Rowan is and why he is creating these things and like is he a wizard who got into our heads and like created this vision of stuff and like go crazy off on <laughs> this tangent of being terrified of this guy on the ship who may or may not be trying to do mind control tricks on them. Awesome. <laughs> Drunk people, man. Alright. <laughs> um, so at, while everyone's enjoying the drinks, can kind of hear a little bit of wind pick up a bit outside. And it sounds just like normal gale force, tropical storm level winds. Not anything major, obviously. Since you all have experienced that, know what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> and it lasts for it lasts for about like 15 minutes, and then it dies down completely, and then it's calm for a little bit longer. So y'all continue drinking and having fun, and blah blah blah. And then it happens again, but it seems like it's getting even stronger this time, and it lasts just a little bit longer. And the lights in the tavern kind of start flickering a little bit, and it definitely makes you start to wonder what's going on. I'll go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It is getting close to dark. There's a little bit of twilight left, so it's not complete darkness right now. You go out and you see another one of those um, weird funnel things in the water in the far distance. It's about the same distance as when you saw it on the ship. So it's not, it doesn't feel like a real threat here yet, but you can feel the wind blowing from that direction toward you. So I would have came up behind Capernia, whether she knows or not or not. I just like put my head next to her and just been like, "Man, that that really looks fun in that that water spout. Maybe we could jump in and have a nice ride." No thanks. <laughs> I picture a shark in my head whenever I think. Okay, bye. I walk away. In my opinion, since uh, I am from this area and have lived here all my life, I think that we just continue drinking. Just let it go. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little concerned. Uh, but I I watch concerned and take a sip of whatever we're drinking. Oh, okay. Nowadays! What's up, y'all? Go on. <laughs> Loud. Okay. So as you continue for your with your drinking, it seems like the Tower of Water approaches closer and closer, and this time it's not dissipating, it's just growing. And as it gets closer, it seems like it's getting taller and taller and taller until it reaches the sky. Does this place have a basement that we're at? Sort of. I don't know. It's like a floating dock, so they probably do have something underneath that's technically a safe room, but it would still sort of be underwater. How far away is it? about half a mile now. Hmm. It's heading our way. It's heading toward the city in general. It hasn't looked like it's heading directly in your direction yet. Where's our closest structure? Well, the entire city is sort of built on floating canals and in the bay and kind of thing. So they're made to withstand hurricane force waves and things, but there hasn't ever been a report of a water spout sort of going through the area ever. So we we would kind of know that in general a storm shouldn't really be a problem for the city, but that this right. storm looks pretty weird. Correct. Okay. Do people seem to be like maybe running around a little frantically trying to like get indoors at all? Or? Um, not yet. 
because there's not a ton of people left on the dock where you are right now because most of them that are in that area have gone um, into the tavern or into the inn to go to sleep or into other parts of the city. It's like running to shelter is probably not an option. You probably could try to like alert the people in the tavern about what's going on and they might offer some people to go into the shelter in the tavern. I'm I'm not, yeah, no, we're gonna take the most expensive boot, well, I would like to take the most expensive booze, like elbow a couple folks, and then go into the shelter. I guess if we're moving to shelter, I'm gonna go that way as well. Yeah, I usually follow the herd. Uh, uh, you guys have to grab some booze, too. It's, uh, I grabbed for me. <laughs> <laughs> if we're getting up to go to shelter, I'm gonna put my arm around Rowan and be like, hey, Pompey Rowan, <laughs> and I point, I point at his like probably almost like half maybe almost empty wine bottle and be like you gonna finish that um i am totally just not. reaching over there before he finishes i just i just i just pick it up and i just start eating it so I'm okay. away. yeah how much booze uh-huh. is you guys all have like booze is your ticket so bring it <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit ticket holder. We have to pay you and booze to get in. You just have yes. to like bring it up to share. Have you ever been to a storm party? <laughs> <laughs> I walked in with my half-eaten wine bottle. I'm like, here. You had mine, but it's gone now. If if other people are moving down there with us, like as we're walking, I'm gonna kind of like give them a little elbow, be like. I heard the tavern across the street has a much better shelter. I'm just, I'm just going down this way to tell people to get out of here. Like this, this place isn't safe. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, so one um, halfling kind of looks at you and is like, "What if the cat's right?" And like scurries in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> and drags, drags nah, another halfling behind him. Okay, but they still. Paid the booze tax, right? Yes, yes, they paid the booze tax. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I kind of, I'll, I'll kind of somber down there. Be like, I have these booze, but I'm, I'm not drinking this, so I'll take that. Okay. <laughs> mm, no, buddy. No, we're putting in the communal thing where <laughs> Mr. Fancy Rider doesn't get all of it. No, no, no. <laughs> if we're going to survive, we're going to have to ration ourselves. The Storm Queen has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'll make it down to the shelter and somebody closes some sort of contraption door and one of the wizards in there makes a secure barrier to the door. And then you hear, like, a more howling kind of wind above you. And there were a couple lights in the storm cellar, but now those have all gone out. And you hear things kind of like, you hear water and you hear wind and you hear crashing and crunching of glass, everything above you. I call cast dancing lights. So now you have the dancing lights, but you still have the wind and the water and the sound of the crashing waves into the tavern and things crashing and breaking and that goes on for a solid three hours and then everything seems to calm down that's a long fucking tornado (laughs) it's almost unnatural no comment 
Alright, so what do you want to do after the three hours? Uh, go back up. Uh, but take the bottles that are left. <laughs> if there's anything in them. I mean, I don't know how much we drink. I drink a lot. So you head back up. The tavern seems to be missing a little bit of its roof. Some of the tables are blown sideways, as well as some of the chairs. A few bottles across the back of the bar are broken. The kegs seem to still work, though. So hey. Oh, thank goodness. Excellent. <laughs> does the Natterdays keg work? I'm assuming it does. It is still summertime. Natterdays come on a keg? <laughs> Probably. It's gross. Maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> and you can't see much around you because now like the sun's completely set so it's a little bit lit by the moon but it's sort of a half moon I'll, I'll take the dancing lights and I'll I'll move them with us so we have some light for the most part the inn that you're staying in was not completely destroyed but it is kind of weird that after the storm has passed there's these weird sea creatures that kind of resemble Rickster all around you oh god Sort of scattered in the debris are these creatures. Are they coming towards us? No, not yet. They just flop in? Um, currently they're all sort of like buried a little under debris, so like there's one that's in the tavern, but it's like under a table and chair, and then if you go outside the tavern there's a few kind of on the dock area um, and that's about all you can see. Oh, uh, look at the creatures like, ah, oh, it's a brother. <laughs> I could run over there. <laughs> <laughs> you run over to it and it seems sort of like a normal, normal shark. I would say about five feet long, sort of flapping its tail right now and trying to move its head to like wiggle out of this room. I, and there's a lot of these, like, washed up or flapping around? In the tavern area, you only see the one right outside in the dock. You see three, but some of them look a little different, and some are a little bigger. Hold on, brother, and I just pick it up. I just say, hold on to your fin. <laughs> I fling it over my shoulder and just, like, run towards the ocean. And, like, picking up any other ones across the way. <laughs> That's amazing. I'll, I'll save you! <laughs> If I can find, like, just, like, a small fish or something that's, like, hanging out when they're mm-hmm. not looking, I'm just going to put it back in the water and say, go, get out of here. <laughs> Be safe. Go, go. <laughs> all right. So you all save one shark and one fish. Yes. Congrats. For real. All right. Um, so how many of you are outside trying to save wildlife and how many are still in the tavern? Who's where? I'm, I'm still drinking. I'm <laughs> saving the sharks, and I'm eating the rest of the fish. I'm trying to keep all of the other fish out of uh, my friend's path so he didn't eat them and <laughs> make them get away. Speed D, where you at? I am also outside watching. All right. While y'all are outside on the dock, you realize that the wind kind of picks up speed, and you see about... 100 feet out, there's another cone-shaped water. And it's filled with sharks and a few other sea creatures. 
Mm, that doesn't look good. <laughs> Alright, so it's approaching. Do y'all want to do anything? Do other people in town seem to notice? Y'all are the only ones in that proximity to the coast that you can tell. You can kind of hear a few people screaming in the distance, and others seem to be preoccupied with trying to figure out what just hit them earlier. How wide is it? About 75 feet. 75 feet wide? Yeah. I really don't know what to do. I'm going to throw a firebolt at it. So you're, just to be clear, you're just going to shoot the tornado. I don't know what else to do. (laughs) Continue drinking is what I'm going to (laughs) do. It's okay, guys. I mean, he clearly probably is capable of this. He's very experienced. He wrote many books on this. Uh, Yeah, totally. I've wrote a lot of books on... I'm going to go ahead and say no, I didn't. (laughs) I just have a sneaking suspicion. This is going to be a joss sometime. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, 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 the book writer my character, a joke. My character fully realizes that he's punning, and he just turns around and gives a thumb up, wide-eyed. I hate puns. Oh, that map is called Battleground. Ah. Okay, so do y'all see that okay? So wait, so just real quick. So we're standing kind of still near the tavern. Yeah, and so she's right there's. Can you describe the surroundings a little bit? Like, obviously, we see the map, but. Yeah. Um, okay, so right here is your ship. There's just a couple others docked right here. This is a boathouse of sorts that has just kind of repair items, has repair stuff for the ship, as well as rudimentary tools, that kind of stuff. Um, going this way is another shop, kind of a grocery slash bait supplies store. This will be the end of your block after you go past the tavern. The Sharknado has, like, come into the dock area then. It's definitely not on a path to miss us, correct? No. From what you can tell, its path might take it more toward the area near you, but it's headed toward your boat no matter what you do. Oh, yeah, that's no good. No. Yeah, I'm very in touch with nature, and I can tell you this is not normal. <laughs> uh, thanks, bud. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. And then, uh, so Rowan is shooting the tornado. Yeah, I roll a 23. All right, so roll some damage for me. 14 damage. All right, so it hits it. It doesn't really seem to do much damage because it hits sort of in a water-air spot in the tornado, and it keeps moving forward because it has water to feed it, and it keeps growing. Um, do you have an idea? Calpernica, can't you stop that thing? I mean, I, I never tried. Um, I totally believe in you. Just stop it. <laughs> okay. We'll try to... I, I will cast a spell. I don't know if it will do much, but I will call lightning on this thing. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that our, our first reaction is like, whatever it is, just kill it with fire and lightning. 
Nah, uh, man, I'm still drinking. So, <laughs> so it has to make a deck saving throw. <laughs> can you can you just say that whole sentence for me? I just want to hear that. The, you want the tornado to make a deck saving throw. <laughs> yes, I, I, I need I need the the nado. I need the nader to uh, <laughs> uh, to uh, make a saving throw. Um, the shirk nader. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was your damage on the shirk nader? 30? Holy cow. So half of that. And half of that. It's a double half? Yeah, because I'm resistant. And I won. And I beat the deck safe. <laughs> the half is a quarter, right? Is she's she's identifying as the shirk nerder. We're in trouble. <laughs> shirk nerder. <laughs> is there is there anybody in that bait shop nearby? That one actually was not hit earlier, so it's still standing. Yeah. Um. So there is probably bait fish. Okay. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, good job, cow. Keep just uh keep doing that and I'm gonna head over to the bait shop and start looking for little fish to eat <laughs> I'm gonna go with him to get little fish to bait out of the shirk nerder <laughs> the shirk nerder they're going over there shirk nerders Bald. Okay, we're never gonna get this. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get through like phase one. You just completely missed the whole point. Um, it's moved. It's destroyed this dock and boat here. It does look like some of the creatures inside the shirk nerder are no longer swimming in it. Some look like they're obviously dead and a little fried from lightning and fire. Alright, so I'm going to uh, go along the other pier, like along the pier where the shirt nerd is coming up. And uh, okay. I was actually going to want to just start running. Okay. And just like Superman punch the tornado and just yell out, <laughs> shark attack! <laughs> okay, hold on. I'm thinking. <laughs> I'm not anticipating this. Uh, give me a strength saving throw. 23. Alright, so you reach out to punch it and you get swept into the spit and with that you're going to take uh, five damage for just getting spun into the shark nerder and currently you're also a shark and the shark nerder at some point during the cycle like if I get anywhere um, to the point where I can do it like maybe just if I'm about to come into reach of a shark or something just kick off of it and come out of the tornado. If I can. Do you want to do that now or do you want to wait? If I want to get up to like a certain height and do it. Uh-huh. I'm trying to have fun. Like I <laughs> I'm finding I am finding this as like a uh as a a ride. I'm looking at it as a ride. I'm just riding it. So, I'm going to get up to a certain height and just, you know, jump out. Okay, give me another strength throw. Uh 23. Okay. Currently, you're able to sustain like a balance. You can't control your movements 
a ton outside of maintaining where you are in the spinning of the cyclone. I imagine I'm just kind of like leaning against one of the stalls of this bait shop, like with a handful of like minnows just kind of like snacking on them. I kind of want to, from a distance, be studying this thing and like I'm looking for anything. One, I'm looking for any indication that like why my companions are attacking a, a storm and or two, if there's anything unnatural about this other than the fact that there are fish in this tornado. Um, I'm also with him, but I know why they're attacking a storm. I don't know. <laughs> Mostly I'm just drinking with him. <laughs> because you're like, it's Florida. Of course we're going to fight the storm. <laughs> can you roll our perception? Let's see if he can... I would love to. That is a 27. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this doesn't look like a normal storm system. It doesn't look like something that was like, and the fact that it keeps picking up sea life and scattering it into places they don't belong kind of raises a red flag for you. You can kind of get the sense that it's something that's, how do I want to say this? Well, does it seem like attacking the thing has done anything other than like it looks like the fire did disrupt it a little like it weakened it in the moment so like when the fire hit it created an obvious hole but then it was able to strengthen enough to sort of cover that but not get back to full strength so it weakened a tiny bit after the fireball bolt but it was still holding on and then the lightning you could tell damage some of the creatures inside the cyclone. Okay. But so, like, the way it reacted to the firebolt does not seem natural, or like what you'd expect of, like, water or tornado to do. Correct. Okay. Okay. I'll offer Fleur a little fish and be like, I don't think that's just a storm. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) At each rotation, I kind of want to see if I can just as I pass by them, of my team, I'm just going to stick my head out and just like, hey! And as I go by, come back and around, hey guys! Just come back around. <laughs> this is... This, <laughs> just keep so much! And then another pass goes around, Run! <laughs> so, at some point, I would, I'm going to want to get out, so I would like to go into a rage, so okay. I can get advantage on strength saving throws and just try to get out again okay that's a 26 okay i'm gonna say you're able to find a way to get out of it i was gonna say the, re- the reason why i wanted to go up hop um was because mm-hmm. probably none of the other party members would know about about this got another racial trait so if i came out from the top i would have taken some like excess skin around my sides and kind of just pulled them out and looking up it kind of looks like when i'm falling it looks like a manta ray and i actually have a manta glide so when i fall i actually glide down oh so you're like a shark's flying squirrel yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> so, so pretty much the trait allows me to uh subtract up to 100 feet from the fall when falling and I could just slowly glide down. Respect, man. Alright. Let it go. Then you <laughs> land in the water. That's gross. <laughs> and the Sharknado continues on its path. 
and it's pulling more water, and you can feel the water around you start to pull toward the cyclone again. Give me another strength throw. Two plus seven, so nine. <laughs> so you land safely, but the Sharknado moves, and you're sucked back into it, and this time you don't have a good grip on where you're flailing. Uh, I want to do a thing. Do a thing. Okay, seeing that fire did a little thing, like some things, mm-hmm. um, but lightning didn't. I'm going to, like, my hands are shaking a little bit and fumble into my, my pouch, and I'm going to pull out a very, like, small diamond, and mm-hmm. I'm going to hold it in both my hands and let it, like, raise up magically, and it's going to start spinning. And I'm going to go ahead and fire off a chromatic orb, and it's going to do thunder damage on this. 24 to hit. That hits. I'm casting this at second level. Okay. 24 points of thunder damage. And uh, I want to go ahead and spend a sorcery point to quicken a spell, and I'm going to cast Ice Knife as well as a bonus action. Okay. So it needs to make a deck saving throw. It's going to be to DC 16. Got a f- four. It's going to take two piercing damage and nine cold damage as it explodes uh, inside the, uh, the, the sure nerder. Shirk murder. So while y'all are doing that and focus there, another shirk murder from the back. So with two shirk murders on the board, a roll initiative. I very appropriately got an eight. Yeah, same. (laughs) Twenty-four. Fifteen. Six. Oh. Okay. That actually kind of makes sense since you're stuck in the storm. As I'm as I'm like cycling around in the storm, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey guys, <laughs> I think what you're doing is working." <laughs> Still drinking, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's working. <laughs> Rowan, you're up first. Okay, I'm going to um, uh, take out a piece of licorice that I have in my my pouch, and I'm gonna start chewing on it. I'm gonna cast haste on myself. And I'm going to spend another sorcery point to do another chromatic orb first level this time. You know what? Let's make it fire again. 22 to hit. That hits. Uh, 16 points of fire damage on the thing. Capernia? I'm going to now attempt and cast um, Moonbeam on it. Hmm. Yeah. So now it has to make a constitution well. save. The the shirt nerder has to make a constitution save. It's got to be a 15. Uh, it's 20. Suck. Well, it's a cat damage. Yes, 6 and 7 is a number. 13. Thank you. Okay. And it, it's a 40-foot cylinder that sits on the, the shirt nerder. The... Shirk Nerder closest to y'all seems to be weakening, so Ripster just kind of falls out of it. Because the winds aren't keeping enough strength to keep all of the heavier animals inside. Flared, would you like to do anything? Um, I guess I'll shoot an arrow. Okay. I rolled an 8 for the arrow situation. <laughs> Um, so, is she, in your drunken state, you attempt to shoot an arrow into the shirt murder, um, and just kind of 
sails past it. That's uh, pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sweet D. So I'm still just kind of like munching on my little handful of minnows, but I am going to shout some encouragement at Rip. Like, hey, fish face, you totally did such a good job. I bet there's some more sharks in there you could punch. And I throw one of the minnows at the the tornado. Like, hey, shark, eat this. (laughs) I'm going to use that as my master of tactics move. Okay. So as a bonus action, I can use help, which means if he, on his next turn, attacks, he has advantage. Okay. Um, And that brings us to Ripster, then. Ripster's like, oh, thanks, buddy. (laughs) I get up. And it's because uh, my, my cloak is gone, and I just wear, like, these, not sweats, just, like, light <laughs> pants, like sailor pants, because, you know, ripped whole pants. <laughs> you just you just see in his ass area just something, like, going up and down, like, lifting against his pants. He's like, oi! He reaches behind into his pants and just pulls out like this minnow that's flapping around. He's like, how'd that get in there? Toss it. He does have like a big ass battle axe, like two handed axe that's like spiky across the blade. And so he just runs up and starts winging at the random shit inside this tornado or shirt nerder. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling attack? With advantage. <laughs> With advantage. Two shitty rolls, but uh, uh, highest is 15. Well, that hits. Hell yeah. That is okay, 11 it... flashing. Alright. Okay. And then I would also like to go into a frenzy. Alright. But that's my turn now. Now it's the shark's turn. The shirt nerder's gonna. Whoop. Head over you. Ooh, the, the elf does that do? Did you just say what the elf does that do? I didn't mean to, but yes. Oh, amazing! So the shark nerder is above Ripster. So can you do a strength saving throw for me? Twenty-four. So you get kind of toppled over. A- but you're able to sustain the shirt nerder moving past you. And then the shirt nerder's moving closer and grows a little bit with the water. Yeah. This is the bigger shirt nerder. Okay, cool. That's good. That's, good. <laughs> That's what you want. That's what you want. And then we're back to Rowan. Seeing the other one now, uh, I'm going to back up uh, uh, as far as I can. I'm going to, again, fumble for another little diamond that I keep in my pouch, and I'm going to kind of, like, uh, whisper, like, a, oh, not really whisper, but, like, get a shake. I really hope this works. And I'm just going to, like, put both my hands out as I'm, like, cast, like, waving my hands and, like, at a gesture and uh, cast Scorching Ray on this thing. This is three rays. So i got to roll three times. 23. That hits. 19. Also hit. 23. Also hits. And I'm going to spend a sorcery point to empower the spell and re-roll two of my dice. 28 points of fire damage on the new one. Jesus. All right, Capernia. 
Okay, I will move my moon beam up to 60 feet onto the, the new and improved enlarged uh, Shirkner. Okay. And it has to make a con saving throw. It does not. 14 radiant damage. Okay. And, um, uh, yeah, no, that's my turn. And then Fleur. Alright, I'm gonna longbow that motherfucker. <laughs> we'll try, we'll do the little, little one. 19 tall. Okay, so that'll hit it. 10. Anything else? Mm, no thanks. Alright, sweet D. Okay, so I am going to kind of like walk out of the bait shop area, like trying to keep away from any like the flopping uh, fish that have fallen out of the shirk nerder as it's gotten weaker. Um, so it's kind of like <laughs> making sure like, uh, oh, gross. Uh, and I'm going to throw some more minnows at the little shark nerder to try to distract it. And uh, so this time I want to give aid to Calpurnia. Uh, so she'll have advantage on any attacks next turn. Okay. How does a cat think fish are that gross, though? Well, like, if they're dead and gross, it's, I'm very persnickety. Ripster. Don't invite me to these things if you don't want this. <laughs> uh, I love it. This is all great. <laughs> So I'll just keep swinging at the little one. 17 to hit. That hits. 14 damage. And then, because I'm in a frenzied rage, I get to do a second attack as a bonus action. Okay. That's 16 plus 7. I guess that hits. Yep. Nine more slashing damage. This shirt nerder was spitting, and then it sort of mellows into like a tiny looking cyclone and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller until like just completely dissipates. All of the creatures that were in it have fallen to the ground. So there's just like a mess of fish and sharks and stuff um, on that dock area. Hey guys, um, I didn't know I could kill air and water. <laughs> <laughs> but this next shirk nerder has kind of stalled out and it's gotten a little bigger so I'm going to need everyone to make a death saving throw 20 19 30 20 I also have a dirty 20 30 20 as well wow all of you feel like this huge gust of wind coming at you but you all manage to keep your footing and not be swayed by it too much and then we're back at the top with Rowan. I'm going to do what I do best, and I'm going to try to burn it a little bit more. Is there anybody, like any of my allies near this thing? All of Ripster is right next to it. Uh, he'll be it. He's raging. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cast a fireball. Uh, uh, so he needs to make a deck saving throw. Okay. With a shirt nerder rolled a five. So. Nice. Uh, thanks. Evan, you made me waste a natural 20. <laughs> this is, wow, a lot of things. Um, 52 points of damage for the fireball. What? Oh, I take 26. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to add any flavor to the destruction of the yeah. Okay, yeah. 
So again, hands are shaking the entire time, but when I cast that fireball, my other hand outreached like I just threw it. I mm-hmm. see the, the, the fire, you know, explode. Then you just see the, the water drop. I was like, yes, yes, I did it. Uh, oh, I, I knew the whole time I could do it. <laughs> so it sort of like falls back into the water and the creatures in that just sort of, they're injured, but some and some of them are dead, but a few of them are just a little injured and they fall back into the water. Currently, the air seems to have calmed down a bit. What would you like to do? Math. <laughs> I want to do math also. Yeah, uh, sure, around the pipe because uh, I'm from Florida. <laughs> oh, math. I heard math. <laughs> Wait. As a as a richter's kind of like have the smoke coming off of his body, I kind of just walk up, pummy, wrap my arm around him, and uh, as my head starts leaning in, you know, he has those shark eyes. They're like black and just dead. Mm-hmm. So he has his mouth gaping open with his sheep, all those teeth, and he just leans in and is like, Hey, buddy. That was a good job. Th- thank <laughs> you. I appreciate that. I'm going to use a bonus action to summon uh, a spirit totem, or a spirit totem, and it's uh, currently going to have the form of a unicorn. Oh. Yeah. And so uh, when I have this uh, totem out and I heal you, I add some more healing to it. So you'll Fancy. pretty much be at max. Then. I'm going to cure wounds you at third level. That's very nice of you. Yeah. I'm going to walk over to the unicorn and be like, my pants got kind of wet. Can you <laughs> fix that? It just kind of breathes on you. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to walk to the unicorn and be like, what do you got that makes this high, y'all? Woo! <laughs> So I'm like trying to get like the hems of my pants up by the unicorn's nose while it's breathing. <laughs> She's never there. And Fleur's like, yeah. <laughs> like, unicorn, hey, unicorn. No, yeah, like I'm, I'm, just gonna, I'm just gonna think to myself, I don't think my parents would approve of my companions. <laughs> Self awareness is important. <laughs> I'm incredibly self-aware. I know I'm an addict. I know I suck. But this guy clearly doesn't. <laughs> like, oh, kitten, tell it. <laughs> so you you take in sort of like this scene around you. And some people come out from the tavern and the inn and just sort of like trying to figure out what happened. I don't know if they're okay. Are they okay? Here. There's a few people who have like some bumps and bruises and a few like minor injuries from the thing, but you haven't gotten full into the whole city to see what the full damage is. I'm going to walk into the group and be like, yeah, we've t- totally taken care of this one, but I think there's more coming. If you need to keep any of your prized possessions safe, you should put them on our ship. I'll, I can take them there for you. We'll keep them so safe for you. That is so thoughtful of you. That's, I'm, I'm a giver. (laughs) Do I convince any of the people to give up their stuff? Not really. Mostly because people don't know where their stuff is because it's kind of scattered places. 
back into the bar and go raid it. I mean, again, we're putting it at a bar here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's so much work. Uh, I'll, I'll take a scan around and, like, is anything else going on? So you kind of see off in the distance what looks like similar shapes making its way, making their way through parts of the town north of you. There's a patrol boat to the west and south kind of floating through some of the canals looking for survivors. I don't do good with cops. So there's there's more nerders out there coming toward the, t- the city, right? Yeah, they've, well, they've already reached the city. Okay. Is there any way I could try to figure out where they're coming from? Like, maybe my, like, hunter instincts, like, try to track them backward. With what I guess you know of oh. the creatures and of the stories that you've heard, you think there might be a source to the south. So I'm gonna I'm gonna grab like Rip by the arm or like just by the elbow. But like, I, th- I think we should go to the south. I think there's something down there. Ah, oh, or my brother down there? Yeah, sure. God, Let's head down. Up. I could always go for a good chomping time. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Okay. Chomping time. You know. Oh. Chomp, chomp. I just like mocho in my mouth. Chomp, chomp. <laughs> As they all head that way and I follow behind, I just, I, you know, I out loud, I will say, I think I'm the most responsible one here. I'll, I'll turn around and give you a wink. <laughs> <laughs> so we're heading we south that. toward what I hope is the source of the nerders. Are you trying to get back on your boat to head south? Are you, like, trying to walk slash... I guess I'm sorry. I'm I lost track of where we are. Do we need to get on a boat to head south, or you're technically in a bay area? You probably get to that particular part of coast without so, one. It's just going to be we we so we we need a boat is what you're saying. It would get you there fast. Okay. Do we see any unattended boats as we start walking <laughs> that way? Several. Do we see any that look really nice? <laughs> I'm not going to commandeer a piece of crap. (laughs) So at the end of one of the more well-kept docks is a ship that appears freshly painted and it's got a nice row of windows and a few weapons on board that you can see. Are there any people on board? Uh, Not that you can see. I feel like we just take it. (laughs) Especially if there's food. I'm going to sniff the air like, oh, yeah, I definitely smell some booze on board. Thanks, Kat. Okay. I'm good with it. <laughs> so what are y'all doing? It sounds like we're trying to get on board this ship. Pretty D. Uh, is this ours? Yeah, uh, the captain said this was where how, how we should get back to the ship. It is now, friend. Well, Sweetie D says so. He's the big fish around here. And I, I'll just leave a little note uh, on the dock saying, sorry, took boat, bring back soon. <laughs> so as, as y'all push off to get into the waters, the a wind blows through and the note goes into the water. <laughs> oh, good. I didn't know how to do it. Oh. <laughs> no, I said I didn't have to. No, I'm no, definitely. Devin looked really sad. Oh. <laughs> Just Sorry, try no. to do the right thing. All right. So, assuming so, that at least one of us knows how to pilot a, sh- a boat or a ship. I think so, yeah. Do we? 
Oh, yeah, I was say, I really hope it's not Fleur because I don't think she's <laughs> in driving <Really>? condition. <laughs> I, I feel like Rip is very well versed in sea travel. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, totally. I got this. Yeah, uh, Rip grabs some rope, ties it off in the front of the boat, and then jumps into the water <laughs> to pull the boat. <laughs> That's great. That is just great. Give me, give me a strength throw. I will say, because of my racial trait, I can't breathe water. Uh, What kind of a check is this? Uh, Strength, please. A five. (laughs) 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 You you tie off and you jump in the water, and then you're trying to like swim super fast and. As you're doing it, the boat kind of keeps moving a little bit, and the boat kind of passes you, so you, you're just kind of like hanging off to the side of the boat as it's going past <laughs> while you're trying to do something. I, pop, I was like, I did it, friend! <laughs> so I'm assuming he keeps up with the boat and or tries to get back on. I say if not, uh, like it sounds like the boat will drag him. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Um, I'll, I'll climb back up. I'm supposed to, uh, Calpurnia. Just, like, get close. I was like, whispers, like, man, flow right over there. Sure can drink like a fish. wonder how she does it. <laughs> I probably just drinks it. <laughs> yeah, but... Hey, bud, you ever been to Florida? It never stops. Mm-mm. It won't. It won't. It won't ever stop. <laughs> so, out of, out of the bay, and you round sort of a... Where the mountains go into the ocean and then fade down into a beach area. There's an alcove there on the beach that you haven't quite noticed before. It'd be silly to stop now. So it takes you down a short canal and there's beaches on each side and to the left is just sort of open land. To the right is a forest of palm trees. What would you like to do? Well, so ideally we we are trying to track where these things came from. Is Can we try to do that again yeah yeah you can i would i was kind of thinking like i'm like looking around at the like the flora and things and see if anything has been disturbed so now you can roll perception oh yeah that's a dirty 20 okay okay you can tell a slight variation in a couple of the palm trees out of the ones that you can kind of see are sort of artificial types but one of them seems to have more of a magical undertone to it. So I'm gonna, I'll like poke Rip in the ribs, like, did, did you like hear the sharks over there? What? I'm gonna in, point at the in the trees, potentially magical tree. Yeah. Trees. <clears throat> I, I like maybe more of my kind because usually sharks don't come out of the water, fish out of water. So I know it's I'm, so weird. I'll just start bounding, like, just, like, skipping bounding over there. (laughs) (laughs) Buddies! I guess we should follow them. I haven't seen anything. I don't see any sharks. I just start biting into the (laughs) tree to see if I can find them. Like, maybe they're up in the top of it. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, if you look back, I'm just going to give you a thumbs up. All right, so Ripper, um, take... Uh, two damage 
Because as you bite into it, it kind of gives you a little bit of a shock. And then it gets like a, uh, and pulls back. I but go, so that doesn't look weird to us because it looks weird that he's eating a tree. Eating a tree. So. <laughs> I don't know. Does it look weird to you that it does not? I mean, it does not to me. Guys, guys, I eat a lot of trees. All right, I'm very. I'm a taste tester of trees. I can definitely say this is definitely the spiciest tree. Cal, Calpurnia, you know trees. Go check it out. Oh, yeah, spicy snack. I, I do know trees. Don't eat that. <laughs> she doesn't eat the trees. That's. I'm not gonna eat the trees. I, I will. I will say. What did I get? A chunk of the tree, or did it just like not take anything? It didn't take anything. Okay. Okay. This is super weird. <laughs> I'm gonna go over to the tree and try to kind of, uh, kind of sense the nature around me and see if how how deep its roots are, if it has roots, kind of thing. From what you can tell, this isn't actually a tree. Okay, so I can clearly Ooh. see that then. Yeah, um, when you try to do that, you realize there's like keypad sort of on part of the tree. It may, it seems like there's, it opens up into somewhere. Like a kid, like a kid in an elevator, I just start pressing all the buttons. So, okay, well, we execute him at dawn. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, but. So you don't press all the buttons, bud. <laughs> Is there anything else around the door, like, like maybe a rock that looks like it's hiding the key code? Uh, there's an elven <laughs> inscription on top of one of the tree leaves. Part of my backpack. You can read elvish. I can. Uh, I can speak elvish too. So. Yeah, I can speak double. I also can speak double. It says, not all who wander are lost, and lost is in all caps. Oh, so it's the back of a Jeep Wrangler. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) Is Is the keypad perhaps letters? Numbers. Well, you guys, <laughs> we tried like, really hard. So, do you just want to go back? All right, lazy cat. No. Is it is it, is it five, six, seven, eight? God, you all suck. <laughs> <laughs> Did y'all try Calpurnia's answer? Five, six, seven, eight is what he said. Let's try it. It sounds like yeah, Calpurnia tried it. Let's do it. Um. So. <laughs> The ground around you rumbles, and the tin to my tin square area starts going down, and the beach area gives way into it. Well, looks like a stone tunnel, and then it brings you down into a hallway. Well, so as soon as the the ground starts to move, I'm gonna jump off of it. Okay, I'm riding it all the way. So I'm watching the ground go down with apparently my companions. <laughs> how far? <laughs> how far down does it go? At first, you can see it go, like, almost ten feet down, and then you kind of lose sight of it. Because it just looks like darkness to you. We go. I do have dark vision up to 60 feet. Okay. Um, so you see them going down another 20 feet. And then it stops. Um, I'll so throw about, up dancing thir- about 30 feet down? Yeah. I'll put up dancing lights also. You're in 
a tunnel that's about 15 feet wide. You can see directly behind you, looks like there's a metal door um, in front of you. Just seems like an open walkway that has unlit torches down the hall. Not that I care, but like, what do you guys see down there? It's like a hallway. Like, what? What did? What did Rip see down that hallway? Uh, I'll be like, ooh, I just start running. <laughs> let me know he, if he. Let me know if he dies. Yeah, he went running. <laughs> he went running ahead. You know, like he does. So. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. I am still looking for these sharks that he told me they were over here. <laughs> just running down the hallway looking for sharks. <laughs> Might as well follow him. Okay. We're going. We're going now. So if you want to come with us, I'll wait. I'll wait a little while to like after they've all apparently walked down that hall. I'd be like, um, like what? You guys, um, you still uh, fine? And then I'll just try to like climb down the side of the pit or whatever. Your cat, you have more abilities than any of us in this sense. Yeah, but I'm super lazy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so eventually you all get there and Ripster gets there first. The hallway kind of opens into a 60 room. Well, it's like 60 feet wide, 60 feet deep kind of room. But what lines the walkways are these large tubes that are kind of like specimen tubes that are turned to the side. And in them are shark humanoid kind of creatures. Mm-hmm. Yes, but more advanced looking. They look like more shark, but like more like amphibious sharks than super human slash shark. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. These guys are way cooler than you, Rip. Well, I seeing this, would I have any kind of like remembrance of things? Ooh. Ripster, I think you feel like a little bit of twinge of you've been here before, but you're not exactly sure why. And you feel some sort of connection to the creatures, but you're not exactly sure why. Oh. Uh, I know how to blow it up because I got some Sudafed and some fire. <laughs> <laughs> do do these creatures seem alive? They're in a state of suspended animation, kind of. So you can't tell that if they come out of it, whether or not they'll be dead okay. or alive. Okay. Hmm. Rip, Ripster's like always a jolly kind of guy, very down to earth, but he's pretty quiet right now. Place looks uh, just feels familiar. A little bit of a just like eye twitch, just like a little bit of remembered pain, maybe. Then, as y'all are in the room, you see yeah. like a sort of platform come down. Well, it's not really a platform, like a tube come down, um, and connect to two of the shark creatures and open their tanks and then suck them up and then the shape the tanks are left empty but then the floor opens and two more go up into those and replenish them with new shark creatures that are smaller okay so we literally are uncovering the source of Florida gift shops <laughs> <laughs> This is just like a hallway of shark tanks. Mm-hmm. Do we see anything at like the far end, or just, just just kind of like keep going until darkness? To the far end and kind of to the left, it looks like a light is coming from a doorway. 
Yeah, I'm just gonna walk calmly, walk over and just take it down. Yeah. While he's walking over there, I wanna. Do we need to like do something about these things? Like, is this how they're attacking us? What do you mean? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't seem normal. Do we need to like break these things? Oh, got it. And then I then I assume Rip starts kicking the door. He kicks the door down, and in the room there's just three foot halfling just leaning back in a chair in front of a control panel. And he looks over and he's like, "You're not supposed to be here." Mm-hmm. I'll probably take the opportunity and just be like, "Sorry, I got lost." And show me the way. Yeah, charisma check. Oh, uh, that is a zero. <laughs> The guy sees him and is like, uh, uh, but you're not supposed to be out of a tank, especially your species. Uprising. And he reaches for a communi- uh, communication device on his panel. He looks distracted. I want to just like slip it around the side and throw a chakram at his head. <laughs> okay. Do I get the sneak attack because he's distracted? Yeah. I did get a nat 20. Oh, shit. Happy for you. (laughs) Alright, give me the damage. That would be 16 damage. Is he alive? What exactly does the... face. Shocker. (laughs) So it it hits probably about the temple area, so it... Yeah, I think it it hits right in the eyes and just like, boom, into the skull. Yeah, and he's gone. I'm, I'm um, Richter's going to just somberly walk over there, pick him up with one hand, and just start eating him. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> this place is stressing and making uh, Ripster sad. You're just stress eating a gnome? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so the control room leads into a second room that's kind of to the left, which is a large viewing area of the shark tanks. It's mostly empty, but then that leads to a second lab, and inside that one, there's more smaller cylindrical tanks, and you can kind of see the shape of a figure distorted in the far back corner of that lab. Hey, Fleur, you you said you knew how to blew this whole place up, right? Mm, I thought we might could maybe should do that. That's what I think. Alright, let's do it. Whatever. Fuck <laughs> the creatures. We've got... We've carried plenty of high-rate alcohol with us, right? Plus probably mm-hmm. a lot of drugs. So... Got plenty of... Can we just blow the shit out of this place? Yeah. As long as y'all place it properly and get... Sh- the hell think, out of there, probably. I yeah. think between all the like all that stuff we've carried, plus the druid and the sorcerer we have with us, like we can blow this place up, right? My only concern: do we need to kill the animals that don't need to be da- killed? Oh. An aquarium. Oh, kitten. They they're better if they're dead. Don't call me a kitten when you're an actual cat. <laughs> 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 That's my way of saying baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. 
This is either the best thing or the worst thing. I can't tell. I haven't decided yet. Try to blow it up. Yeah, we do that. Yeah, okay. So everybody, whatever your skill you are using to contribute to the explosion. I'm going to use perception. Like, I'm trying to look for any sort of, like, weak places or, like, where I think, like, some of, like, those tubes are going. If we can break those to, like, flood different areas. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to, like, look for any weak points I see as we're going through. I got a 19 for perception. I'm going to use my animal handling to target any of these uh, creatures to kind of get a feel for, like, where they're coming from and all that kind of stuff. 25. So yeah, there's like a opening area that they use as a trap net um, at the bottom of one of the tunnels that, that they pull creatures in from. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to try to use uh, my investigation to see if I can find anything that looks somewhat flammable or explosive. If it does, I'm going to try to light it on fire. 25. Um, and... Floor, you can use strength so you can carry all the stuff that you need down and place it properly quickly. Ooh, 23, girl. Okay. So just looking around and seeing everything, um, I feel like things would start floating back in his head. Like memories of being in his old tribe, mm-hmm. of hunting, being around family members, and being part of a, you know, a pack of flies. And looking down at myself and just looking in disgust. And I'm just gonna say I, I don't belong in this world, and I just go run in and oh, just shit. attack the guy in the back. I'm just gonna like knock over things best I can, is like just get out, yell yelling at them, and I'm just gonna go after the guy in the back. Okay. All right. Okay. Are you are you like <laughs> doing yourself? That's twice now we've lost a character during a one shot. Um. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm going to look at Fleur as he does that with kind of like a, should we stop him look. I'm still from Florida and I'm still drinking so I do. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll try to get everybody to start to run as uh, all this shit starts going off. When we get towards the end I'm going to cast a fireball down the tunnel. So the rest of you <laughs> manage to make it back to the platform and once the platform feels weight on it it starts coming back up and once you hit the ground level the rest of the ground is still shaking from the explosion underneath so you all have to hurry to get back to the boat as we're all like sailing away or like floating away like does anybody have anything like oh, yeah, do y'all have whatever we thought about like rip like he just died <laughs> I, I do the thing where I'm like oof well, at least it wasn't us. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was a good person. <laughs> I mean, no. it's sad to see him see him go, but he he did really creep me out. So, yeah, his breath was horrendous. <laughs> I'm just gonna like look quietly off in that direction and just maybe like for the first time, you guys that ha- having known me, like I don't see anything snarky. I'm just looking out that way. I will walk up to you and uh, druid craft a little flower for you. I also, look, I also come to you and be like, okay, shut up. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> I 
it's just really sad because he owed me money. <laughs> On a small bluff just south of Qualmer, a solitary figure stands looking down at what remains of the city. The dying winds of the storm that wrecked the city blow her pixie-cut black hair around, flattening at various angles. An occasional rumble from the explosions below continue and rumble the ground below her. She's given up on trying to keep her hood up to hide her elven ears. After what just happened to the city, it's unlikely anyone is ducking her way anyhow. She watches for almost two hours. Then a sparrow swoops over her head, making a loop toward the city. She keeps an eye on it. Not many sparrows make their way to the seashore. The bird returns, circling overhead once, then it begins to twist and bulge. As it falls from the sky, it takes the shape of a human, landing fairly softly, not far from her. Then the large, broad, bald human begins walking up the bluff toward her. He's wearing a thick leather vest over bare chest and arms. A tattoo of a tree runs down each arm. The leaves and bows spread out onto his shoulder. A twisted but strong-looking trunk runs across his elbow, and the roots start to split off down his forearm. Offshoots run down each of his fingers. He looks like he's never smiled in his life. He stops about 30 feet from her. He tilts his head back ever so slightly, keeping his eyes on her, but indicating he's expecting something. She runs a hand up her forearm. For just a moment, in the wake of her hand, it appears her arm is tattooed in a swirling mass of golden ivy. It stays only for a few seconds before fading. The bald man grunts and nods once. I was expecting Raphael or is he Aurelius again? She asks. Neither name matters now. He's dead. The man says. I'm calling the shots now. Tell me why you failed. Well, and she pauses, seeming to wonder what to call him. My name is Chiron. Get on with it. The man considers for just long enough for the silence to move past uncomfortable and into worrisome. Very well, he continues. Perhaps this is not a total failure. Perhaps this could be useful where the glutton maw cannot. Ready yourself and your people. Be ready to strike again within the week. The woman starts to object, but Chiron's dead expression keeps her from speaking. As I said, I'm calling the shots now. There will be no more half measures, no more tests. The next time you're told to strike, leave nothing behind. Without waiting for her to respond, Chiron's features and limbs twist and shrink. As his body becomes that of a sparrow, he uses the fall to gain speed and then swoops up and away, leaving the elf once again alone to, to look over the devastation of Qualmer. <laughs>